Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. And on this episode, we also have... I'm Technical Sergeant Johanna Ackerberg. And Staff Sergeant Denisha Jenkins. On each episode, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblock you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive in. What's today's topic? Well, today we're going to talk about the five love languages. And I think a lot of our, our listeners are probably already familiar with that concept. It's out of a book written by Gary Chapman many years ago um, that details how we can express and receive love, not just really from our significant others, but it's really with anybody with whom we interact um, in our lives. Okay, and what are the five love languages? Well, there's uh, five of them. So the first one would be words of affirmation, then quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And five's a good number today because this is like our fifth take on starting this podcast. So it's really (laughs) good. This has been super fun. So as we look at these, uh, what would be an example of words of affirmation? Uh, So words of affirmation are probably like... um, like, you look beautiful today, or you're doing a great job, um, just encouraging words, compliments, things like that. Yeah, the, the purpose, I think, is to express to the other person appreciation, um, or, or at least that you recognize or notice these positive qualities that they have. And all of us have, have these certain character traits that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Maybe we identify as being a loving and caring husband or wife, or mother, father, or, or a really hard worker. And we want people to not just see those traits, but to, to let us know that they see them. And so that's where words of affirmation comes in. I think it's um, letting the other person know that, hey, I see you, I see you know, how good you are, and I want to tell you that. And when you're giving the feedback, you're avoiding extra criticism. So mm. you're saying, hey, great job. You're a great psychologist and not saying, well, you did a terrible job today. Like, I mean, and it's so different from feedback, though. It's different right. from constructive feedback. It's just saying that you really care for them for the good they did versus using it as almost a, maybe a sandwich technique we've heard before. The good, right, the good. feedback sandwich, mm-hmm. also called the, the crud sandwich, right? Yes. Um, you're right. This is completely different. And what I love best about words of affirmation is that it can be completely spontaneous. You can just go up to somebody, um, especially somebody who's maybe having a down day, and let them know what you appreciate about them. It's as simple as that. And you'd be surprised at how people respond when um, you, you tell them these things just out of the blue. Well, I remember quite a while ago, I walked into a chief's office and I walked in and I just said, hey, you're doing a really good job. Hmm. And they were doing a great job. They helped an airman out, kind of a really important situation. And the person looked at me and this person, first of all, had a look of like, well, who is this guy? And, you know, chaplains, we do this anyway. <laughs> he has me close the door and he said, no one has ever told me that. Wow. And I remember looking around and thinking, like, no one's told this person. He was really emotional about it. Mm-hmm. So we forget that no matter who they are, just to tell them that they're doing a good job on something, no matter how menial, they, it, it really does help us to, to serve in a better way, to go further than we think we can. Absolutely. And, and I think it's something that necessarily can't do uh, harm. It's one of these love languages that uh, I think most people would like to receive, but certainly not everybody. And that's something I think it's important to point out, too, is that um, not everybody has all five of these love languages. I mean, they may to, to a lesser or greater degree, but some of them are going to be more important to them than others. So, um, you know, you could be giving those words of affirmation to somebody, but that's not their, their primary love, yeah. love language. And before we move on to the next one, something I'd like to point out is you can do this 
also by writing a little note of hmm. thanks. Okay. Sometimes that can be the gifts piece as well because it's minor. But I know some of my supervisors early in my career had written a note like, hey, Jim, great job on this project. You did an ex- exceptional thing. And they wrote them on these little cards that probably cost them 50 cents with a hmm. seal on the front. I still have them. I keep them all. And it's not an I love me thing. It's just it meant so much to me to receive that little little card. Mm-hmm. And it probably took them five minutes to put together total and deliver it to the desk. But it made a huge impact. Yeah, the impact was, was uh, disproportionately greater than the amount of effort expended. But uh, it goes back to what was behind it, the, the sentiment. Um, that's what was really important. And even now I'll write a note to like, my wife in the morning. Like, and yeah. we'll leave notes for each other. And that makes a huge impact. And she does the same. Yeah, my wife does that too every now and then uh, when when she likes me. She'll <laughs> she'll leave little uh, sweet little notes for me to find, like inside the medicine cabinet, or um, you know maybe one day she'll pack a lunch for me and slip a, a sweet note in there. Um, it's always fun to find. Yep. I always find that uh, the best key is to be sincere, not sarcastic, mm. because sometimes people can try to do words of affirmation, um, and it can come across very sarcastic, yes. or you receive it sarcastic, but it was meant. Um, heartfelt. I agree. Um, and so a lot of times I have that issue. I will say things, but I have a sarcastic nature. And so people are like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You did a really good job. Like, don't leave, don't look at my face. I'm trying to be serious, you know, but that I wanted to kudos you. Yeah, that's a good point. Authenticity is is definitely key, um, not just for this one, for all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's good that you point that out because for those people who really crave those words of affirmation, they're going to be especially sensitive to criticism or to um, harsh words or negative feedback. So it's important to remember too, if if you know they they do thrive on um, those affirming words, that they're also going to take the opposite. Uh, probably a bit more strongly than other people. So we've just gone through that words of affirmation section. So let's move on to quality time, our second. Uh, so Sergeant Jenkins, what's quality time to you? Um, it's basically just spending time with each other and, you know, turning cell phones off, like just complete alone time with your significant other spouse. Yeah, it's it's doing things together. And it doesn't really matter so much what it is. It's just the fact that you are uh, dedicating time uh, with, to, and for that other person. And we can you know, do this with our, our significant others, like on a, a one-on-one date where we agree you know, not to, to look at our phones or maybe put our, our cell phones on silent and just attend to each other. But we can also do this with each other. Um, you know, what, what I try to do when I'm meeting with somebody is I, you know, I'll take my cat card out of the computer, close the door and I'll, I'll look them, you know, straight in the eyes to show them I'm giving them my undivided attention. And, and that way you're, I'm, I'm showing them, I'm giving you, you know, quality time right now, whatever you need. Um, let's take care of it. And sometimes people need that, I think. Well, and kids can demand this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, yes. I have two small ones that just thrive off of quality time. Um, mm. And with our crazy schedules, how it is, uh, the small amount of time we do have, we really want to make it impact. And so we don't turn on our television during the week at all. Um, there's just no time for it. You know, it's listening to their day, listening to their funny stories, me sharing my stories. Um, and, and they just love that. And it helps with our bedtime routine because they feel full and love. And then they can go to bed with pretty much peace and quiet, not too much fuss from them because they've gotten what they needed from us. Well, we do it at dinner table. We have an electronic free zone. And my mm. kids who are 12, uh, 10, and 7, what we do is that we do a highs and lows part of the day. So each person who comes to the table and anyone who's been to dinner, we say, what was the best part of your day? 
what was the worst part of your day and what's something you're thankful for. And then Ooh. they have to ask someone else and listen. So mm. they're not listening whether we ask yeah. them like, okay, what did your brother say? What did your sister say? What did your mom say? What did our guests say? And it really does show that we really care and listen. And it also makes you think like, you know, uh, it's something that you can bring up later with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you said that a bad part of your day was uh, for my son water was leaking on his locker at his school and how it made his stuff wet. I'm like, well, how did that make you feel? And he's like, well, actually, it was really embarrassing and had the opportunity to chat with him about it. So it does come bring that real um, great, I don't know, it's a, it's a valuable conversation, not just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that that's great. I mean, and <clears throat> there's so many different creative ways that you can find, uh, you know, that quality time mm-hmm. with your your kids, your significant other, um, even even with you know coworkers who really need that feedback or that mentorship. Um, so I'd, I'd look out for those little little uh, pieces, those little you know five to ten minute snippets of time that you have, and, and try to find a way to maximize those. Shoot, even you know, say running errands with your kids. Yes. Or um, you know, I know when I have a uh, this rarely happens these days, but when I have a, a longer uh, free amount of free time during my lunch break, um, you know, call my wife and, and see if she's free. And maybe we can you know, work out a way to get together and spend some quality time together. So it doesn't have to necessarily be op- often, but making that uh, attempt and trying to find that quality time, I think, is sometime, sometimes almost as important as the actual quality time itself. And I think it works great in the unit as well, because taking those five, ten minutes to just ask your airmen you know, how are you doing today? Or sitting down with them, like, what are you working on? Um, really allows them to see that, wow, my leadership's there, they care, or at least this person is there and they care. Um, and I've seen that as beneficial as well for quality time. And, and yeah. the biggest thing, uh, not to interrupt you, sure. but what you said is to be brought home to everyone. And if someone comes to you and talks to you as a supervisor, friend, or colleague, turn around from your computer or pull out your cat card mm-hmm. Ju- or don't mm-hmm. look at your phone just for a few minutes. We're t- not talking a 20 minute conversation, but if you give that mindful attention to the person, it may mean the world to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think cause it, it shows that you value their time and like you're giving them your undivided attention and a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah. Right. So, so it's sort of, uh, accomplishing the purpose of the words of affirmation, but just indirectly exactly you know, through, through the demonstration, through that action. And, uh, believe it or not, it's funny. We're talking about this because just this morning, um, uh, one of my supervisors, one of the wing leaders, I won't uh, mention who, came into my office to talk to me about uh, a sensitive subject, and uh, it was his demonstration of quality time for me. And it, it meant a lot to me that, you know, he would drop everything, he would come in and just uh, ask me how I was doing and, and um, you know, give me that time. So I, I think what we're, we're talking about is absolutely right. I mean, if we can demonstrate that towards, you know, the people that we work with, uh, how well is that going to be received? I think probably very well. Yeah. I've always heard about leadership by walking around, but sometimes it's leadership by mindfully walking yeah. around. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so that was quality time. So our third one is receiving gifts. Yes, and this one is my favorite. Um, so it's not so much about, for me at least, it's not about receiving the gifts. It's also giving. So, like, I'm a person who loves, like, giving gifts to people. I like seeing that expression on your face when mm. you're, like, unwrapping it and stuff like that but it's also um it's giving time and remembering special occasions so like anniversaries just small things like um uh, me and my husband celebrate our dating anniversary so when we first started dating and stuff like that so it's um just stuff like that small tokens and everything 
So I wonder if there's a flexible interpretation of the word gift in this context. What, what would you think? Uh, for me, even writing down those cards, giving a card to someone saying, hey, mm -hmm. thank you for this or thank you for help can be a giving of a gift. Okay. It can be something really minor. Um, right. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You don't have to go out to the, to the mall and buy something expensive, right? No. In fact, one of the things I did was for my wife, when I'll, I, we do cards, so I'll write a card mm -hmm. to her. I'm, I'm not the best at writing, so I'll, write, so I'll get a Hallmark card. I'm a Hallmark Platinum member, and I actually have wax seals I got mm -hmm. and just purchase them at Jamestown and I'll burn the wax in and seal it and hand them to her and that yeah. sounds it does not take long to do but to her she, it, it's that extra special kind of thing and for her it means almost as much as the card itself that I would take the time huh. to do that because it, it is ornate it looks really pretty again it only takes a couple minutes to do yeah. so that could be an example of a very minor gift to give but makes a big impact i know you and i've talked before about how every now and then we'll just out of the blue buy flowers for our wives and, and bring them home to them um you know, every now and then i'll switch it up and buy like my uh, wife's favorite wine a bottle mm -hmm. of wine and just bring that to her um it's, it's that kind of thing you know and it doesn't have to be anything big it's more the gesture and what that gesture says correct and again, bringing it back into the unit, I definitely know that for myself, um, the best gift I can give the people that work for me is um, the gift of time. You know, what, their time is so valuable and we take so much of it for the duty day. Um, and so allowing them the opportunity to leave an hour and a half, two hours sometimes mm -hmm. even early, you know, I'll take the heat from leadership, but I'll stay behind and let them go. That time just means the world to them. And that comes from recognizing what your your folks need and mm -hmm. and what you can do for for them uh, to help them out. And certainly, you don't want to set a precedent, mm -hmm. right? Where it's just something they come to expect, or they believe that you know I did X, Y, and Z, so I'm owed this, mm -hmm. right? But what's funny is with kids is an example of how minor a gift can be. Mm -hmm. I can order my kids something from Amazon and it comes in the box and they will sometimes care more about the box than what came into it <laughs> to the point where I say, I just need to start ordering boxes. And to them, that's like a gift because they turn it into something beautiful and they play with dolls and all these things. And that's a big big thing for them that can be considered a gift yeah it's it's great with kids and especially young kids i mean you can get them tiny little trinkets these minor little mm -hmm. toys um and they love getting things in the mail so i mean maybe even just like take a little gi joe or, or you know one of those plastic army men throw it into a box and mail it to yourself and yep. oh you got mail and, it's true uh, yeah Okay, so that was our third one. So that was giving and receiving gifts. So our fourth is? Acts of service. And what and, are those? Uh, so for this one, like, um, for me at work, I will try to see if anyone, like, needs help taking out trash. Or I'll see someone cleaning the windows, and I'll be like, oh, hey, do you need, you know, help with that? Um, stuff like that. Um, just assisting with anything that somebody has yeah, it's, it's like volunteering in a way, but um, out of the goodness of your heart because you recognize that there's something somebody else needs help with or, or something that you can do um, yeah, as, as like part of a civic duty, right, um, in the larger sense to help out other people. And what I've, I've come to learn, you know, being a relatively new father is that um, this used to not be a big deal in, in my uh, marital relationship. Now this is a huge deal. In fact, I would say acts of service has become uh, my wife's number one love language because uh, she needs more out of me now that we've got this young kid uh, crawling around the house. So, you know, certain things like doing the dishes or, or doing the laundry without being prompted or offering to, to, you know, take him off her hands for a little bit so she can, you know, go study or, or relax. That's 
a huge thing now, whereas, you know, before, you know, maybe acts of service weren't as impactful. So it's a good thing, too, to keep a beat on, um, you know, what your partner needs at that point in time or what they seem to respond with. And that recognize that that changes through the course of our lives. I would say one thing you want to be very careful with uh, with acts of service is that um, you follow through with your promises and, and you make sure that you don't um, overextend yourself, right? So if you say, you tell uh, somebody who, for them, acts of service is really important. If you tell them you're going to do something, you got to do it because it's going to hurt them a lot more um, when you, if you, you fall through with that. A lot of times with my daughter, I'll say, we'll see, because mm. I don't want to say yes mm. or no until I know what that day actually sure. looks like, especially if it's after a Monday through Friday, because you never know what time uh, going to be available. So that kind of helps to, to say, we'll see. And then when it's a yes, it's a firm yes when she knows that. Okay. Um, okay. Great. And last, we have physical touch. So obviously this one's an easy one. So just hugs, you know, pats on the back, stuff like that. Um, just... Any type of physical touch type thing. So, so you guys are okay with hugs now? Is that is, you know, hugs around the I office? Hugs for everybody? No, 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 no. Because some <laughs> no, people don't like some that. People. Some people just need yeah. a fist bump. Yeah. Well, like Definitely. an air high five. I know it's not physical touch, mm-hmm. but that air high five means a lot to me. But that's just because I'm a germaphobe. Okay. So it's still a high five. I still receive it the same. I'm just not down with the whole, like, too much, you know, physical touch. In the chapel I was in during the H1N1 issue, uh, people we normally will pass the piece or shake each other's hands. Well, it turned into the holy fist bump. And then (laughs) in each of the pews we put, like, hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. because of it. So some Mm. people are risk-averse thinking they're going to get ill or sick. But it means a lot. So in the office, sometimes it's not giving giving a hug. That's probably not always appropriate. But giving a handshake, (laughs) Mm -hmm. at least... Mm -hmm. That level of physical touch, that fist bump. At home, though, with kids, I recommend as much as you can hug them. Yes. Yes. Important. So every day, first thing in the morning, I get up, and my son's usually already playing Destiny because I'm (laughs) the parent of the year. But I come downstairs, and I'll give him a hug uh, because he leaves for school a little bit after. Uh, Same thing with my daughters. And just say, till I love you, give him a hug. And it means a lot. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And developmentally, touch is... um, crucial for our development, not just uh, our social development, but our biological development as well. There's something uh, called contact comfort where kids from a very early age actually need skin-to-skin contact um, with their caregivers in order to help bond and help soothe them, calm them down. And even as they grow older, there's something just comforting about being able to physically touch their mom and dad or whoever their caregivers are. So uh, you you guys have probably seen um, kids out in the wild, right? Uh, They'll run around and everything, and then all of a sudden they'll run back to mom or dad and just cling to their their leg. It's something about that touch that makes them feel safe and secure. And even as we grow older, we don't necessarily grow out of this. In fact, I would argue that a lot of us still have this latent need for physical touch with other people. Now, I'm not going to go endorse touch therapy (laughs) or anything like that. I believe that just you can heal people by laying hands on them, not in a spiritual sense, but just everybody gather around and touch this person and all of a sudden they're going to be free of cancer. I don't think it works that way, but um, there have been studies that uh, indicate it can help with um, depression, with uh, a sense of recovery. loneliness, yeah, yeah tra- even trauma recovery, and isolation. Just, yeah. So, so there is something to it. I, I would say we, you know, maybe don't fully understand what that is neurobiologically, or at least I don't know <laughs> enough about it. But I think it is important. We just have to figure out how 
to, to do that appropriately and in the right context and for the right people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if in doubt, you can always offer people the option, right? I, I had a supervisor who told me um, that whenever he concluded a, a session with his patients, he'd ask them, hug, handshake, or high five. So let's put the ball in their court to, to let them know, here's how I want to be touched, which I think is a good, good cue to go off I of. I think that's really great. I think it's also important to know that how the other person receives because I've worked with a lot of very touchy-feely people and even though it's uncomfortable for me if that's what they need at that moment I am willing to give that hug Mm -hmm. I may not receive it like they receive it but I will be there to just make sure like if they're getting bad news or if they're just having a rough day sometimes that's what they need and so therefore it's not about me it's about how can I make this person feel what they need to feel at that moment yeah that's really good So our five um, love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So I would like to ask the two of you, what would you consider both the top two of your um, love, like your love languages? What are your top two? Um, For sure, words of affirmation for me is uh, number one. Uh, And then the second one is going to be quality time. And I think spending that time with folks, and that's a really annoying because it takes so much time. It really does. And for me, I love to talk and hang out with folks. So that I have to be aware of and self-aware enough to know that, well, I can't spend quality time with every single person or all of my kids every day. Like a lot of mm-hmm. quality time. I can spend that limited time and make it as good as possible. Yeah. But I can't spend, you know, four hours every day um, with my kids. I wish I could. <laughs> I can't. So Same here. What's yours? Yeah. Um, I'm right there with quality time, too. And uh, actually physical touch. I'm a, a hugger through and through. So I know that makes some people uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, that's just, you know, just a light touch or, mm-hmm. you know, a pat on the back that that makes me feel good and and a lot of times makes me feel even better than if somebody had just said you're doing a great job well i think you know i still like that I, I don't know part of me still i guess gets kind of embarrassed and because it just it doesn't do it for me as much as you know a good high five or something enthusiastic like that um so that's what i have to say mine are but one of the ways you can i was gonna say that's funny that you say that because in my house that's my husband he's uh-huh. the touch in time so he calls it t-squared <laughs> so anytime nice. he's not great. getting what he needs, he's like T squared, and I'm like, all right, what can I do for you? How, what What do you need? And so that way we're yeah. in tune. That's a great point because if you can talk to your significant other about these things, and you guys start to figure out what you need from each other, I mean, how much better you're going to be able to communicate those needs? Definitely. Um, you know, I, I I can't tell you how many times I'll, I'll work with a couple where one of them was trying to do some of these things, what they thought their their partner needed, and it turned out they needed something completely different you know their heart was in the right place but they're just showing they're expressing that love in the wrong way or the or the way that they're not the way that their partner needed mm-hmm. so i think these five love languages are a great tool to use just to, uh, as a communication a common language uh to have with your partner and and to um, you know, get the sense of how do i best express love from uh, you mm-hmm. know to them and how do i receive love sometimes they're the same you know sometimes people will give love uh, using one of these love languages and the way they want to receive it. You know, if I'm giving out a lot of hugs, you probably think that, yeah, this guy likes to be hugged, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case, so it's good to talk about it too. Which I think is so interesting that you can be so complex. You know, we do list mm-hmm. out these five love languages and we're like, well, here, it's easy. Go figure out your significant other, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case, you know, because they send and receive love differently or the same than mm-hmm. you send and receive love. And so, you may give high fives as physical touch, but you may only want 
acts of service, you know, something simple like that. But sure. it's just trying to figure out what... And they do shift. Yes. So throughout life, you have to constantly be aware and asking Correct. what works. Because if not, you're sending one and they're not hearing it at mm-hmm. all. Well, thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. I'm Technical Sergeant Johanna Ackerberg. And I'm Staff Sergeant Denisha Jenkins. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us on the global address list. Finally, we want to thank you for what you do for our nation and what you do for our wing. We hope you have a wonderful Air Force Day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>